Hello, it's Julie Store here. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is a place where I keep it real. I tell you real life stories, comical stories, and also give you very practical just wisdom and tips on life and running a brand. I run a personal brand myself and I help other business owners run their brands. So today, I think you're going to love this podcast. We're talking about, we're, you and I, you and I are talking about work-life balance. Like this thing of like, how do you run a successful brand and stay happy and healthy and also have amazing connections with your spouse and your kids. So I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes of my journey. I'm going to be talking to you about Even when I was a single mom, practically some things that I did to make sure that I was good and growing and fast forward until now, some very practical things that I do to make sure that my home is not a hot mess and that my brand is running successfully as well. I really believe that um, success is happiness. But I also believe that if your life at home is a hot mess, but your brand is successful, you have not succeeded. So we're going to get into it right after our sponsors. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. I'm sitting here with my coffee, which I'm trying this week, the Dove flavored creamer. Have you heard of this? Dove chocolate, which um, hashtag not sponsored, but would like to be, wink, wink, Dove, Dove chocolate uh, creamer, which I like, I'm digging it. I am like, it's not as sweet as I thought because I don't know. I just, if it's a, if it's going to be a chocolate creamer, I want to feel like I'm just drinking shots of chocolate. Like at that point when you're going to put a piece of chocolate on the branding on the outside of the creamer, I would like to feel like I'm just eating chocolate, (laughs) which uh, a couple of things about chocolate went to this amazing event in town that my friend was hosting and it was a whole entire night dedicated to chocolate. I kid you not. And she had made all of these amazing like organic chocolate desserts like chocolate hummus and she talked about how chocolate is actually really good for you. So um, just in case you're wondering, um, I mean, not all chocolate, but a lot, a lot of chocolate. I'm just one of those people that bought the shot of chocolate when uh, Starbucks was promoting and had that. Do you remember that time? I've, I've talked to so many different people about this and they have no idea what I'm talking about. There was a glorious time in the 2000s where Starbucks was trying out this concept of essentially it was a thick chocolatey warm goodness shot like imagine just chocolate melted but with a little bit more like cream and goodness in it so it was in one of those little tiny cups at starbucks like the pup cups you know what i'm talking about this was amazing and i i still think about this i still think about that shot and it it didn't last very long i don't know why um i don't know where you were because we needed more of you to purchase those to keep those around yeah, they, they're no longer in existence, but it was amazing. Like I'm just that person that I, if it's chocolate, I need it, especially the, the chocolate hummus. That's a real, like when you're in the hummus section, next time you're at the store, be sure and check out chocolate hummus. It's in the refrigerated section, right? It's, it's like also not sponsored, but I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you about the goodness because I didn't know about this until recently and ever since I found out I'm like this is a thing that needs to be in my life all the time so this past weekend 
so many like great fun moments went to orlando visited with a friend that i'd met a long time ago so darling shout out to scarlet such a sweetheart and just amazing extraordinary business entrepreneur babe and i can't even tell you how much fun it is to connect with other women that are hustlers and I like how we need that in our life. We need to have women around us that are going after it, that are like movers and shakers, that are just like pushing past craziness to make things happen. It really does encourage and inspire. And I realize in, gosh, in the past like five to seven years, I haven't had as much of those interactions as I would like. So, you know, living my best life over here in 2019, scheduling more of those times where you can just sit with, you know, other women and just have those face-to-face, heart-to-hearts. That was so much fun. But we were over in Orlando and Andre decided to come with me so that he could, you know, drive me, which by the way, I have this weird thing. Uh, It's called, I like it when my husband drives because I feel really taken care of. I don't know what it is about that, but there's something about like having somebody drive you around that it feels like to me that it's like, he's just like caring for me. Like I just, I don't like driving at all. I do it and I'm really good. I'm a really good driver. Although some people would question that. Not because I've ever gotten to an accident or had a ticket, mind you, but they would question that my sister and my mom. Because I drive like a 90-year-old lady. Like I am that person who like triple checks like all the time looking in my rear view mirror. And I was telling Andre driving over. I was in the last like six months, I think checking my blind spot has saved me like 25 accidents. There's something crazy about Florida drivers. I have to go on a tangent real quick. So Florida is like this beautiful melting pot of people. So it's very, very diverse. Lots of people from lots of different areas because Florida's kind of like that place that people move to when they get really tired of the cold. So it's just, it's very diverse. You have people that, you know, have moved to Florida at various points in their lives, which is amazing. You get to hear a lot about a lot of different people. However, um, there's this thing called snowbirds, which are people that aren't like living in Florida. They just come to visit. And so they bring whatever driving habits that they have from whatever, wherever they're at to Florida. And what's crazy is that, and I've lived in a couple different states, visited a lot of different states. There's a different driving culture for every single state. Like there's just different rules. Like people just do things very differently. I'll never forget the first time I visited Redding, the only time I visited Redding, California, and I was driving And it was so incredible because people would slow down to let you in. Like they, they were hoping that you would merge in front of them. Like it was the craziest thing ever. And I was used to Florida drivers, which, you know, it's hard to tell where people are from when you're, you know, driving, unless you see the license plate, but they, you know, like even people that move here, once they've acclimated here, they have to change their license. So it all just becomes Florida drivers in my mind. It's like they want you to get into an accident. Like people are out here being crazy. Like they will not let you in. Like they will not let you in. I was driving to my counseling appointment. I kid you not last week. 
I'm dry. Does this happen? Like, does this happen where you're from? I don't know. I feel like it's just a Florida thing because of the melting pot. But I'm driving and I see and I put my blinker on like a 90 year old woman way in advance, way in advance, because I want to make sure that I'm safe. Okay, like (laughs) I have my seatbelt on. It's my favorite part of driving. So I'm driving. I put my blinker on and I see this huge, like beautiful white SUV. There's something about white SUVs. It's like these beautiful vehicles like driving down the road. And I'm like, I know for sure that this car's not going to let me over. And sure enough, it doesn't. It speeds up. As soon as it sees my blinker, it speeds up. And it just like, you know, blows past me. Although there was a significant amount of space that it could have let me over. Oh no, it needed to get in front of me. So as soon as I see that car over, I'm checking my blind spot again, turning around behind me, looking again, just in case. And lo and behold, another car was riding that car's tail. And it's like, where do you guys need to go? Like, what is going on in people's lives? They have so many super important things to get to that they are like, they will, they will straight up veer you off the road. My, my husband has been veered off the road so many times in Florida, like, oh, Florida, bless you, Florida. We just bless the Florida drivers. And I'm not one of those people that gets angry at them. I just sit there and I just start thinking about their life (laughs) start thinking about them I've told you this like even when I go to like plays or like Broadway I can't help but think about people's lives like I can't just sit there and watch I'm pulled out of the the performance because I'm like I wonder what's going on in their life right now like I'm just that person that thinks about it and it was funny because we introduced the kids to the show the Truman show last night we had them watch the movie and after the movie Andre says would you be able to watch, like if this was a real thing that, you know, somebody was following around somebody and, you know, videoing their life without them knowing, would you be able to watch it? And I thought, absolutely not. I can't even watch a play without thinking about how that person is feeling and if they're feeling uncomfortable or if they like it. Like, I want to know what their dreams are. I want to know what their hopes are. It's just like how my brain thinks. But in any case, Florida drivers, um, I just bless them as they drive. Like, I've never been that person that just gets angry. Like, I feel like getting angry at that doesn't do anything for me. And it's just, I just feel like I really feel sad for them because I feel like they're putting everybody in danger, like people that aren't driving irresponsibly. And then um, there's probably people that just zoom past me and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for her. Like, she just is so like an old lady driver. But, you know, my dad and I always make this joke to my sister and my mom because it was like, we've never been in an accident. We've never, like, gotten tickets before because we're just, like, such cautious drivers. And I want to keep it that way. Like, I told Audra, I'm like, I would rather wait the extra three seconds and make sure everybody stays safe because I love people and I don't want nobody getting hurt. Nobody getting hurt. I will slow. I will slow down. But anyway, so that's what we did this past weekend. Um, But it's funny. I wanted to tell you about this because I've been spending my my time and my I have a pencil just rolled if you just heard that keeping it real I have a pencil right here that I'm holding because I was taking notes um on my uh goal sheets which is what I'm going to talk to you about right now so I have been waking up every day and just like getting my mindset in like in place and filling those first few moments of the day with gratitude and then like listening to like motivational inspirational type things learning and and investing into myself which by the way in self-investment is one of the most important investments that you can make 
in the history of your whole life. Like I can't say this enough how much investing into your own, it will always have a return. It will always have a return. It's one of the reasons why I went to the, the ministry school that I went to. And at the time that I started this degree, I was a single parent. Like I had been to school, gotten my degree in graphic design, you know, started running my business, working on brands, started coaching brands during that time. But I also decided to go back to school as a single parent. And let me tell you, it was not easy. Like it's easy to say because I have the degree now, but let me just tell you what this looked like because I want to encourage you that no matter what area you are in your life, no matter where you are, the most important thing that you can do is invest into yourself. This goes along with the little story I'm going to tell you about my weekend. So when I started going back to school, first of all, they didn't have a, um, they didn't have scholarships. So I had to pay out of pocket as a single mom. And it was, you know, it was a good amount every year to go to this school, but it was absolutely worth it. But, you know, just imagine being a single parent and not only did I have to pay to go to the school, but it was on a Monday night. So the kids would get home from school. I would do their homework. with. It was like Monday nights were very difficult because just practically getting to the school. So on Monday nights they or Mondays, they would come home from school, which was already Monday to begin with, come home from school. I would work on their homework. I would start making them dinner around 3.30. So I'd pack up their dinner and have it done by 4.30. So I'd get everybody in the car, drive them over to my parents' house, drop them off with dinner. I would get in the car and I would drive an hour and a half every single Monday for four years, an hour and a half. And sometimes it would take two, two and a half hours, depending upon the rain and the hashtag Florida traffic because of everything I just told you. An hour and a half to two hours to get over to the school. The school was from 6.30 to like 9 or 10 at night, 9.30 um, or 10 o'clock at night, depending upon if it ran late. And then I would drive back home, drive back to my parents' house, get the kids who were sleeping, carry them to my car, drive to my home, you know, pick up the, like, and I did this as a single parent for years. And it was not, um, it was not easy. Like just, I was, I mean, by the time I went to bed on Monday nights, I was like exhausted. I was like, oh my goodness. You know, I was so full because I was getting like just, education and learning so much is about leadership and just practically like spiritual things and um, just getting mindsets shifted like and and I think that's one of the reasons why self-investment is so important is that you get your mindset so incredibly adjusted because the reality is most of us have mindsets that have created habits that aren't serving us and we have belief systems that we have in place that have just kind of always been there because it's just what we believe or it's just some of the things that we've always done and we don't take enough time to invest into ourselves to get some of those things worked out and so every single one of those mindsets and every single every single way that we think about life and every single habit that we have is actually producing the life that we have right now and so it's not a wonder if we get to a place in our life where we're unhappy or we're lost or all those things which i've experienced many times it's no wonder that we've gotten there that i've gotten there when i take a look at how i was practically living out my time 
and what I was doing to invest into my own self and my own dreams and my goals. Because if we're not looking at where we're going every day, if we don't have a vision for where we're going, we're, we're going to live a life that's perishing. We're going to wander around and we're going to feel frustrated because we have no clarity in our, our life and in our world. So for me, I had to get some of that stuff figured out in this, in this particular school. And it was not easy. Like self-investment isn't it's it's not going to be easy it's not going to be simple like it's going to take time and it's going to take confronting some things that might feel uncomfortable okay you know those moments where like those moments where you have discussions with your spouse and you can feel like on the other side of your lips um you can feel this thing called honesty and um i heard this week from Kristen Bell actually she said honesty her, her therapist said that honesty without tact is cruelty. And you know those moments where you're like, you're not a mean person. Like you don't, you don't want to say something that's mean and terrible, but you just want to be honest. And so like you feel that moment where you're like, I really need to be honest. And so you, you craft your words in a, in a really intentional way because you don't want to like cut the heart out of your spouse. Um, so yeah, those moments aren't, they're not easy. I mean, sometimes it feels simple, but it's not easy to do sometimes because you have to rein yourself. You have to like pull the reins in on yourself. And for me, this has not been something that's like been a really big, like, like managing the words that come out of my mouth sometimes are, is difficult because I just like, I, I go too fast. And so sometimes things come out and I'm like, wait, 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 I gotta pull that back. It's not really what I meant. Like I'm what I meant to say this, but just like in general, I just care about people so much. Like, I don't want to hurt. Like, I don't even want to hurt somebody in like in a car. Like, I don't even want to think terrible things about somebody like as I'm driving past them. Like, I just, I'm just that person that just, I'm like a care bear. Okay. Like, I just want to hug everybody and like all the hearts everywhere, heart eyes. I'm like the, the lion, the lion care bear with like the big heart on his chest and like the little crown. Yeah, that's me. Um, but I just like, I want to make sure that everybody feels good and love, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be honest. sometimes my honesty uh surprises me but it's so incredibly necessary like it's so necessary just to be honest but like self-investment is not something that is always easy it's not always simple like it was not easy and simple to drive and I calculated how much time it took and I think I talked to you guys about this before but like I calculated how much time it took me to drive over that bridge in Florida like in Florida we live I live um, on what I call the island of Florida. Like it's, and I call it the island because it is, um, it's surrounded on three parts by water. Like, and so everywhere that we go that's cool, pretty much everywhere we go that's cool, we have to go over a bridge to get there. But in any case, you know, I, I didn't understand how valuable it was to take time to take care of myself until I had started going through some really difficult things. And it wasn't until then that I started taking myself and my mental health really seriously. But when I got to this past weekend, I real something happened that I was like, I really paid attention to. So I have created a life that has specific habits in it that make sure that I'm okay. Like with the stuff that I've dealt with in my life, I got to make sure that my mental space is okay or else it just turns crazy. Like it just does. And I don't, I, I, I act out of that, the deficit of not taking care of myself. 
So I got to this past weekend and Andre was sleeping in on um, Sunday. And I have just made it a habit that I'm waking up early. I'm taking um, taking my morning really seriously so that I can set up the rest of the day. So I decided I was going to take my dog for a walk. So I get up in the morning and I go outside. It's just been so beautiful outside. I just... I just feel like, I feel like that person right now that I'm just like, everything's amazing. Like, no, like everything is, everything is amazing because I'm, I'm letting it be that way in my mind. So I'm just like looking at like the, the raindrops on roses, like as I'm walking out outside with my dog and I just feel this excitement and urgency to work on some of the things that I've been working on in my business. Like I feel so excited to create and innovate in these in the particular areas that I have been I've been working on um, these courses and I just have been so excited and I thought to myself as I was walking I walk about a mile or so I thought to myself I'm gonna go home this was on a Sunday I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna ride this wave of excitement because I'm so pumped up. Like, sounds so lame. Like, I'm so pumped, but I was. Like, I was just so excited to get home and work on it. And I realized that I actually created that energy inside of me from my habits, from the things I've been doing every day. Like, I created that excitement to to work on this because I'm I'm lined up with vision and purpose. And I realized that this is what happens when we're connected so deeply and rooted in what it is that we want to do. We know why we want to do it. And we all have the ability and the power in our lives to create that in our lives. We all have the authority and the permission to pump ourselves up like, I was just, like, thinking about, like, the 80s when I say, even though, like, I was born in the late 80s. But we all have that ability to get ourselves excited about what it is that we want to accomplish. And it's it's too often that people feel really, like, stressed out and burnt out because they have all this pressure and all this anxiety about what they have to produce. Because they're 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 doing it to perform and to get validation of self. And... I can say that now because like I walked through that a lot in 2018 and you know God had to slow me way the heck down and I had um, a really amazing mentor in my life say to me he's like you have to deal with this thing this thing that you're dealing with right now like the perfection the performance all that he said you have to deal with that head-on or you're gonna lead every other person in their businesses to that point. And I realized that every single place as a, as a leader, as an influencer, as a coach, every single place that, that I am right now is where I can lead other people to. I can't lead people where I haven't been before. And so just getting real about what was going on inside of me and confronting some of those things led me to a point where, you know, I, I wrestled them, I've tackled them, I know what they look and feel like, but it doesn't mean that I've arrived like and every single like it doesn't mean that what I mean by arrived is like it doesn't mean that I will never ever struggle I'll never ever confront things again here's the here's the crazy thing about life (laughs) and the journey of life is like we can wrestle something we can absolutely beat it we can we can take control over certain areas of our life and they will still try and rise up against us 
And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a journey. Like, you can get somewhere, and you know what? You're still going to be in journey. The best of the best, the most successful people that are running personal brands, they're still in journey. And yeah, they've wrestled things, and yeah, they don't struggle with it in the same way. But no one has arrived. No one's arrived at being absolutely perfect. But when we invest into ourselves, where we can take ourselves is a step further. We can take ourselves, like, I don't deal with the same things in my life the way that I used to because I've reached this point. My habits are different. My mindset is different. And we, we all have those areas in our life where, yeah, we don't struggle the same way that we used to because we've grown, we've gotten, you know, stronger, we've, we've learned things. And, and so with, you know, perfectionism and performance and those kinds of things, like I know what they feel like now. Like I know how they dress up and how they want to kind of invade my space. It's it's not um it's not subtle anymore because I understand what it what it sounds like. I understand what perfection sounds like. I understand, you know, those things. So it's it's great to feel like I tackled that, but I'm just aware, you know, and I feel like we all have to just be aware and specifically self-aware so that when these things do try and rise up, we can like you know, grab them and say, uh, no, not having that. So yesterday I had this moment happen and I wanted to share because in, in talking about like self-investment and, you know, your mindset and all these types of things, plus running businesses and running brands and taking, you know, our life and our businesses to the next level, this, this concept of work life balance has to be addressed because, if you're if you're in deep relationships with people around you, your spouse, your friends, your kids, you know, depending upon where you're at in your journey, there could be some imbalance. And I think this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. They struggle with how do I stay balanced with doing the practical things that need to be done versus you know, taking time and investing into family life and home life, like where does that balance come in? And the first thing I have to say is that this is going to be very different for everyone. So if you are looking in other people's lives to find, um, to find the way you won't find it because the way for you is going to be different than the way for somebody else. And what works for you and your family and your connection with your kids and your spouse is going to be very different from somebody else's. And so the first thing I have to say about work-life balance is you have to find what works for you. I can tell you for sure, the way that I run my business now and the way that I ran my business when my kids were little and as a single mother was very, very different. It was very different because when kids are little, the practical things that you have to do to just you know, take care of them is very different. I mean, my kids are 12 and my son's about to be 11. So that's, that's really different from a three and a four-year-old or five and a six-year-old or six and a seven-year-old. Very, very different life now, I mean, than when they were younger. And so you just have to honor the season that you're at. And that doesn't, make it, that doesn't mean make excuses to excuse yourself from your purpose. Hello. But that does mean honoring where you're at right now and honoring the season that you're in. And learning what works for you in in your season. And I, I would say for sure, looking for wisdom in other people who have done it and other people have gone where you want to go is extremely relevant and powerful because then you can look at what worked in someone else's life and see, can I take some of those concepts and adjust them for my own? But 
when my kids were little, I ran my business only when they were sleeping because I never, you know, like I said before, like I never wanted them to know mommy as the mommy who was, you know, kind of shooing them off to work on her business. So I did nap times and I did night times and I worked weekends. And there was a time in my life where I was working seven days a week. I took no time off. Every single extra second was spent building my business. I wasn't going out with friends. I wasn't going out with other people. I was intentionally and strategically focused and it didn't feel like work for me. Like I wasn't, I didn't feel burnt out because I was so excited and energized by my business and by what I was building. I had a really clear vision about what I wanted. But I did have a friend in my life say, at some point she said that is out of balance even though you're excited and even though like I was doing stuff that needed to get done she was just saying like you you will get burnt out if you continue to do that and so I took that as wisdom and I I started carving out specific days where I wasn't going to work at all and I was just going to you know, play and just let myself be and kind of, you know, go out and do those fun things. But there was a very long time where all I was doing was my business. When my kids were sleeping or, you know, when they weren't with me, all I was doing was building my business. That is all I was doing. And it took that time. Like I had to do that to get to a point where, you know, my business was flourishing and, you know, I moved out of my parents' house as a single parent. I mean, I was hyper focused on on doing the things that need to be done. Like I was taking care of myself though too. Like I was working out, but I was also building this brand. And I don't regret a second of it because I just absolutely loved it. And I loved loved what I was doing so much. I mean, I would work till one o'clock in the morning and have, you know, oh my gosh, it's one o'clock in the morning. I had no idea. So I was super, super pumped about it. And gosh, why do I keep using that word? Like then I never even use that word. What is going on? But I was really excited about it. So Um, The way I had balance in my life with my kids was like when, you know, obviously when I was playing, I was really playing. Like I was that mom who was like running out in the field with them and I would keep a notebook with me. So if something popped in my mind that was for my business that I was like, oh, I need to do this, I would write it in the notebook and then I wouldn't look at the notebook again until, you know, they were sleeping. So that's what I did when they were younger. And at the time, they weren't even in full-time school. Like my son was in preschool, which was a half a day preschool. And, you know, there were times when it was really difficult because I remember looking at other women during that season who they were, not only were they married and had their spouses helping them with their business, but they also didn't have kids. And they were blowing past me, it seemed, in their productivity and the things they were doing. And I used to get so discouraged. I used to look at them and feel like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we started at the same time and look at how big their business has grown. And I remember, um, you know, just feeling feeling frustrated, but also I remember hearing from God. He was just like, you can't compare your seasons to hers. Like you have two little kids, you know, you have two little kids and it was really important for me to steward my kids. And I think that's one of the biggest things about work-life balance that's so important is like stewarding the hearts of those that God gave you. Like at the end of your life, like if you build this amazing business that you're proud of, that's going to be amazing. But you're going to look back on the on the relationships in your life and those are going to be the most important things. And so I think it's really important to keep keep in mind what is most important and how how do you balance connection with those hearts and also running a business 
for me, what that looks like for me in my life is I work when the kids are in school because they're in school now. And there's definitely been seasons and times where I've had to put in a little bit of extra time. But for the most part, I've been able to just work when they're at school. And then when they're home, I am a fully present mom. Because at the end of my life, when my brand is amazingly as successful as it is right now, and I'm happy because I, I really believe that success is happiness. Like I don't, I, I know that there's levels of success that we can reach in our finances and, and those, those goals are extraordinary and they're amazing. And I think they're so needed and necessary and there's different, you know, things that we can create that will give us fulfillment when we're helping other people. But at the end of the day, if you have all those things, money and all, you know, whatever it is that you deem awesome, but you're not happy, like, are you really successful? And like, I look at some of the people, you know, that are, that have built brands and that are built amazing companies that are really influential but they're getting divorces and you know their kids are are wild childs that 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 didn't have stability in their life and like their their parents weren't present in their lives in the way that they needed see like kids there's specific needs that all kids have right like that's just through and through like there's definitely practical emotional things that kids need but every single child is so indi- like individual and like their love languages are different and they're going to need different things from you at different seasons. And so like I said, like you can't take what somebody else does and plug it into your life and go, okay, now I have the exact formula. Like there's no formula to relationships, like except for showing up and being love and, and being attentive to what the needs are of your family. And I really feel like if everything in your at home is a hot mess, but your brand is successful, is it really successful? And I've always said that because if your life is so frazzled that your relationship is falling apart and your kids are falling apart, but your your image online and your, you know, your there's money coming in your business, like you gotta double check your priorities. Because you can have both. You can have a life that's flourishing and a brand that's flourishing and a heart that's flourishing. You can have all of those things at the same time. It doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't help happen by doing all the different things you have to be doing. You think you have to be doing in your brand, but you know you're leaving your husband on the wayside. Like that doesn't. It, that's that's not going to create a relationship that's going to last. So you know, adding that balance into your life, it just is really intentional. Like I think that's what work-life balance is, is intentionally considering your time, energy, and effort, what's going out of your house, and also the, the intentionality of what's staying in your house for your house. And um, I think it's also being willing to be flexible depending upon what the needs are of your family. Like one of the things that's really important to me is that, you know, when my kids are sick, I'm not going to leave them at school because I've got, you know, stuff I got to get done. Like I'm going to go get them obviously because they're sick and like they're going to be my priority and when they're settled and when they're taken care of and if they're watching a movie and they're good and they don't need me, then I can sneak in some time where I'm investing into the business but not at the expense of them. Because at the like I, it's not like it's not that important like it is important because it's a part of my purpose but it's not more important that's what I said it's not more important than my kids and my husband and you know God took me on this journey of stewardship and understanding that concept so clearly and I love what I've walked through and just the the, the revelations and the perspectives that he's given me because I can look back and say I never built my brand at the expense of my children. 
I built my children up first and I loved and invested into them first. And oh, by the way, I built a brand. And I think that that is so important to remember. And, and I know that there's there's times where it feels really difficult because you got to get stuff done and the kids and you know you need to make that additional income and all those other things. But that's where you have to implement strategy. That's where you have to implement time planning strategy because if there is pra- if there are practical things that you need to get done and you do have the kids and you you know you are a stay-at-home mom and there is that responsibility level you have to make time for yourself to get done everything that you need to get done and those things don't just happen like time will go every place that you tell it to i kind of see time like money time is spent in, in the areas that you decide. And a lot of times we get stuck in this mentality of like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. And the truth is you didn't make time. You didn't prioritize different things in your life to create time. I remember, you know, there'd be various moments where I'd have different things that I would need to get done when the kids were little. And I, I didn't like I didn't like just putting them in front of the TV. And at the time we didn't have iPads back then, but I wouldn't just put them in front of the TV just because I needed to get stuff done. But there were times where I did do that because just practically I needed the time and space. Like I remember like I would let the kids play and like we would do specific movie nights so that they weren't always like in front of the TV. But there were times as a single parent where I just need to be able to cook dinner. And like I just like I needed to be able to bend my own boundaries. Like I don't and I wouldn't even call them boundaries. That's, that's I wouldn't bend boundaries, but just bend my own um norms, I guess. My own norms so that I could just get dinner made. Like we have this rule right now. Like we still have this rule. Like the kids are not allowed in the kitchen when I'm cooking because it's it, without fail, without fail. As soon as we start cooking, both children will be like standing in the kitchen, not, you know, in the big living room that's a joint to the kitchen that they can, you know, see us and talk to us. No, no, no. Standing. Like I remember yesterday I was, I told my son, I was like, would you, I was getting something out of the fridge or the pantry and I, and I turned around and he's standing right there and I said, would you mind moving so that the next step that I take is not on your foot like that's how close he was to me and I'm like I'm like there we have an entire rest of this house like why do you have to stand right here right here right here so we have this kind of rule like that the kids are not allowed in the kitchen when we're cooking just because we're moving around all this stuff but without fail they will always show up so when they were little I used to put on like a show sometimes if I just needed like a mama moment and I think just being aware of those things too of like hey listen there's some times where you're just gonna need to like be flexible with you know the Pinterest mom version of yourself where you're like I will do this and I will never do this and I will never do sometimes you just gotta give the kids like the phone while you're in the grocery store so you can get through it I was never able to do that because my phone like back then like I feel so old I feel so old like back in the day we didn't, ha- I didn't have when I was like 23, 24, 25, I didn't have media on my phone. So I just put a big bag of popcorn in between the kids at the grocery. It was the only way I could get through it. And I didn't even care if people judged me. Like I had two kids that were 18 months apart. I just had to get through the grocery store and now I order groceries and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys have it so easy. Like all the mo- new mamas out there have it so easy. They can just order their groceries. That is not how it was back in the day. 
But I think, you know, part of work-life balance is, is being able to be flexible and, and knowing what your needs are too. And like, if you just need a moment, I, th- I think this is part of work-life balance. Like if you just need a moment of like, I just need to think, like, I just need to not take care of anybody. Uh, just, you know, having those go-to things that you can, you know, throw the kids in the car, take them to the mall when they're really little and like run around. I remember, um, when my kids were really little, I would, you know, take that notebook or whatever to the mall and they would like run around and I would like, you know, write notes or to-do lists or whatever, but it was the way that worked for me. So I think looking at work-life balance, paying attention to what your needs are, what the kids' needs are, but also, you know, prioritizing if you need to get things done, you know, what does that look like for you in your life? Does it look like waking up earlier? Does it look like staying up later? Does it look like carving out, you know, a time over the weekend that you can actually get stuff done and scheduling out your time so that you understand where work and play is going to come in and you know, this is, this is an ongoing journey. Like, you know, yesterday was president's day. And like, I totally forgot. I was like one of those moms that was just like, you know, I was so like engrossed in what I was like doing with my business. And like, I just completely for like, I just completely, I just spaced my mind. I just spaced my mind. I was like working on Sunday, so excited, so pumped, like got a lot of stuff done. And, you know, Andre and I were talking about stuff on Sunday and then Monday comes along and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's no school today. I just didn't know. So I had planned, I had planned out my Monday and I was like, okay, this is when I get done, this is when I get done, like blah, 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 blah. And then I realized kids don't have school. And suddenly it was like every single thing I had planned got completely and totally paused because now the kids are home. And, you know, then I, then it was like shifting gears. And I can say that I've learned myself enough with my temperament, my type A, like go-getter, goal-oriented, when I don't have time to like transition between what I think is going to get done and what actually gets done, there's something that, that comes inside of me. And I, I guess I would describe it as like frustration. And it's not frustrated at the kids or like let, it's just my own kind of internal climate. So my own internal climate if I feel like I, here's what I'm going to get done. This is what I get done. And then I can't get it done for whatever reason. Like, have you ever had those moments where you're like working and all of a sudden like your internet goes out and you're like, are you like, I know that, di- I know that that did not just happen. It's kind of like that where you're like, I've got to get stuff done. Like I need my internet functioning right now. Like, yeah. So, so I noticed that in me at the beginning of the day and I noticed in me because I'm self-aware I felt that feeling and so I knew that I had to actively step into that moment and shift my mindset because my my imagination, my mind, my thoughts create feelings. So there was something going on, I guess subconsciously, that was causing frustration and I thought, oh heck no, I'm going to spend the day with these kids, we're going to have a blast, this is going to be an amazing day and I'm not going to let anything inside of me like for frustrations or whatever have a part of this day so what I did was I had the kids like I told them they could do media while I was getting ready and while I was getting ready I started just like listening to some like just listening to some stuff to help shift my mindset 
And I started thinking about what was the most important thing for me to kind of get done. Like what, what, what was it that I was really urgent to get done and that I wanted to get done that's causing me these feelings. And so I started thinking about it differently. I thought, you know what? I'm still going to be able to get this done, but maybe it's going to look differently than what I thought. Maybe it's going to, maybe it'll play out a little bit different. Maybe I'll get half as much done or maybe I'll get a quarter as much done today. But the most important thing is that I stay in gratitude of like, hey, I get to spend a day with my kid. This is awesome. Like, so I had that moment at the beginning of the day, you know, the kids were doing their thing. I was getting ready and I was able to shift myself out of that feeling and, and turn towards what I know is the priority, which is, you know, time with the kids. And I think that's part of work-life balance too, is like doing, like paying attention to your feelings and then doing what like feels right for you. And so we scheduled out the whole day and planned it out. So there was tons of fun. And then during the middle of the day, um, I let them go on their, their tablets so that they could watch a show. And while they're watching a show, I was able to get some of what I wanted to get done, done. And, and then the rest of the day, I didn't do anything and I was just really present with them. And I feel like, I feel proud of that. And I feel like that's how I want to show up in my brand is like, yes, there's stuff that needs to get done. And yes, there's time that needs to be set aside to do that. But I don't want to do it at the expense of them. And I can do both. I can be a really present mother and I can also run a successful brand. And, you know, scheduling out time and keeping vision in mind of like where I'm going will help, all of those things will help assist me in in doing that. And I think too, the more that we're clear on our vision, the more we're clear on where we're going, on what we want to um, accomplish that is connected to the greater the more that when those things come up that are kind of like plot twists in our life where things happen that we weren't expecting, we're, we're able to rechannel our mind and reset our mindsets to still help us take a step towards that vision without sacrificing ourselves, without sacrificing, you know, our kids. So, you know, keeping all that in mind, there's going to be different seasons that we come up in our, come up in our life where, maybe the relationship in our life has to take the priority and i i hope that we're all in a place that we take those connections serious enough to quit everything if we need to like if there's a if there's a time in our life where you know our marriage or our kids or whatever like need us more I hope that we are in a place where we have strategically set up our businesses and our brands so that we can um, we can take the time that we need to to invest into the into the people you know in our life and and I think too something to remember is like are we staying in a place where we would be willing to to quit things that are no longer serving us uh, for the sake of saving um, a connection in our life like are we willing to quit things that or even just put it on pause, like quit it for a little while so we can invest into the people in our life because like I said, like it's not worth losing some of the most important people in your life so that you can, you know, keep your ego intact. Like it's not worth, it's just not worth it. It's totally not worth it. So, you know, do what works for you, you know, take time to intentionally, strategically plan 
Planning for me has been huge in work-life balance. Scheduling out our time. I will actually schedule out an hour-by-hour plan over the summer with my kids so that I make sure that I'm I'm having time to do what I need to, but I'm also having time just to go have fun with the kids. And and every time that I'm I'm working, the kids are also doing something that they love, whether it's they're with a friend or whether it's, you know, they get to have extra media time that day or they get to play a game on their tablet or whatever. I'm always making sure that when when I'm doing when I'm doing the work on my brand, that they are also doing something that's enjoyable just because my end game is having adult children that look back on their on their life and look back on their mother and saying wow you really like you owned it you crushed it and you didn't you didn't you know crush us in the process so do what works for you take time to strategically plan it also helps to have you know your support system whether it be um you know your spouse or whoever in your life that are is helping you kind of you know, plan out things. Andre is huge in this for me. He definitely supports me having that extra time that I need if I need to get something done. Um, but also making like making it fun. Like if you if you're showing up inside your brand and you're doing all this work that feels draining and exhausting, it's time to to revamp some things because you're you, what you do with your time should energize you, not completely drain you. So. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful for you and just kind of getting some perspectives on work-life balance. May this year be the best ever and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Okay, bye.